This is the Command Your Brand podcast, where we talk to world changers, visionaries, and founders, people that are doing big things and changing this planet in a positive way. We're learning their stories, techniques, and exactly what you need to know so that you can do things in a big way. The time is now. Get ready to take command of your brand. What is up, everybody? Jeremy here. And guys, we have a very special guest with us today on the Command Your Brand podcast. We have Tom Palladino with us, and he's bringing quantum energy to healing the world. I'm really interested to dive into this because we've, we've talked about it on a few different occasions. So, Tom, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for the invite. So I want to find out first and foremost, like quantum isn't something, you know, everybody knows about, not familiar with quantum or the idea of scalar energy. Like for you, like, how did you get interested in this whole field? It was Nikola Tesla. Tesla, the great scientist, he was probably the first man who ever invented this scalar energy instrument. And we're going to speak about an energy that is not electricity. This is not Newtonian physics, the quantum energy or zero point energy. So for you, then you were just researching Tesla or how did you kind of walk into this area? Tesla is a youngster. And then I met a family by the name of Hieronymus. They were inventors. And I was actually able to purchase scalar energy instruments from the Hieronymus family. Mm. Now, that's to say that very few researchers have ever created and been able to demonstrate this type of energy. So I was very fortunate to purchase scalar energy instruments. Why is it so difficult to like demonstrate it? It's a different science. It's a new science. Many people will look at this as electricity. It's not. There's two energies. Mm-hmm. This is not electromagnetic energy. So you have to start it at scratch, so to speak, and you have to learn this new science. So I guess when we're looking at it as, as how it pertains to like what we know about energy and about light, like what makes it so different? It's mass, it's non-physical. Many people think it's of a divine origin. I do. It transcends time and space, meaning it's instantaneous communication. Once you enter into a scalar energy dimension, you have instantaneous communication amongst the galaxies of stars. It's rather fascinating. So where does the energy like come from? And it's interesting that you're able to harness it. I'm interested to find out how that happened. I would say that the storehouses, so to speak, are the sun and the stars. If you look at the universe and you look at where does energy light originate from, it's always the stars. Mm -hmm. So this really is the primal energy of the star. What am I getting at? This is the free energy of the universe that powers the universe. So is this like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong at this, I just, I've read a lot of Tesla and I've read a lot of like Edison stuff. Is this like what, what Tesla was talking about is like free point energy or is this something different? Tesla called it radiant energy. Okay. Uh, sometimes he called it ether energy. It's incredible that Tesla began his career as an electrical engineer, but he ended his career as a scalar energy engineer, a scalar energy scientist. So Tesla showed that he had mastery over those two sciences and they are quite distinct. So I guess when we're looking at that, then like one of the things that you've said is that solar energy can transmute matter. How does that work? And what does that mean? Okay. So if scalar energy is is non-physical, what is it? It's instructions. It's Mm -hmm. informational. So imagine my two fingers represent an atom or a molecule. What holds together those, those atoms and molecules? It's forces or intelligence. So a scalar energy instrument can negate, can break down 
those molecular forces or can create those molecular forces. So with that statement, the scalar energy instrument can break apart a molecule or create a molecule. Oh, that's really interesting. So it can like dissolve things and create them. That's wild. How did you even like, Yes. how do you experience that? In the laboratory by way of repetition. And yes, indeed, this is now a process that is repeatable and it has a guaranteed outcome. So imagine if I want to break apart a toxin or a pathogen that's harmful, I do so. I negate the molecular bonds. Or if I want to create, say, an aura, or I want to balance the chakras, I want to create a vitamin, I do so. So this is non-physical intelligence that controls the universe. And when we're looking at that, then you kind of alluded to it here, but like, how does this whole concept relate to health and how can this be used for health? Okay. So when I'm working with scalar energy instruments, I don't work with biological life. I work with photographs of people and animals. This is my photograph. So my photograph is a demonstration of how the signature would have energy attached to it. So I actually take a photograph of a person, place it in the scalar energy instrument, and the instrument then will pick up the energy code, the energy signature on a photograph. So I'm working through a pure information system. This is not biological. And by doing so, I have instantaneous access to a person's energy field. That's the key. I work with energy fields. That's interesting. And I guess like looking at it, like does the age of the photo matter, the time period of the photo, like does it matter that it was in present time? Very good. Everything in a scalar energy environment is in the present time because scalar energy is not subject to time or space. So regardless of the age of the photograph, the photograph is always in the present moment. That's a great question. I I was just curious because, and and the reason I thought of it, because that was a a slightly younger Tom you you brought up there in that photo. So it made me think of that. (laughs) Yes, you're right. You're right. And that's why I do that. I want to show people the age of the photograph doesn't matter. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So, and I guess when you're looking at it then, like what sort of, I'm just blown away by this because it's quite, it's quite interesting. When, when you're looking at it, like, what kind of feedback do you get? Like, and, and what does it tell you? Right. Well, I can, for instance, I can look at a photograph and I can pinpoint if that photograph carries, say, the herpes virus. And then I can send information into the information field to seek out and destroy the herpes virus. So we are working with the informational code of the universe. Mm. That's just one of the functions. In other words, with information, it's unlimited. It's just a matter of time before we catch up to this energy, so to speak, and start working with it and discover how versatile it is. And what does like a readout of that look like? Like how you're mentioning, like if this photo contained the herpes virus, like do you get some sort of a report or some sort of like data you have to go over? Like what helps you to figure that out? Right. There's a way I can detect that in my laboratory, but I have to make this very clear. All of my work is with the photograph so I can detect it on the photograph. And then I have to rely upon the people to tell me if they feel better. So there's two different paradigms here. Working with a photograph, it's scalar energy in my laboratory. Allowing people to provide their testimony, that's their testimony, and they live in the electromagnetic force field. So the point is, this is such a new science, there is no protocol. We have to rely upon the evidence, or the testimonies at least, from people. So... In, in looking at that, then, like, let's say you find some sort of an imbalance or like a vitamin imbalance that's, that's causing an issue here. How do you decide to then what do, to do with that person? Yeah. I, I program the instruments so that they automatically would 
assemble the, the essential vitamins, nutrients, etc. So it's not my human reasoning. I literally program the instrument, turn it on, and it works 24 hours a day. I let the energy, the intelligence decide how much of a vitamin a person needs. And is this something like at a certain point you, you test again, or is it you go by like how the person feels or how does that work? It all depends upon how the person feels because I cannot judge how a person feels in the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm-hmm. So everything is now word of mouth. Everything is testimony. There per se is no scientific protocol to show the relationship with, between a scalar energy instrument and a biological person, or, or in this case, any biological life. Let me ask you this then, like how has, I guess, the health and scientific community like received this? And, and from that perspective, then yeah. how have you received that? Yeah, I'm well received. People are at least very open to this. And most people are intelligent enough to realize that this is a new science and you cannot make any rash judgment. We have to walk into this. There is no scientific protocol. And I'm going to further that example by saying my instruments are unique. So my approach is unique and hence my results are unique. In other words, nobody else in the world has achieved this this particular ability that I have. And until it's duplicated, I'm the only one with this ability. I read that you actually had a unique experience in a lab that that kind of you know made this whole thing a lot more real to you. Can you tell us about that? I've had many unique experiences. Um, sometimes in my laboratory, if, if I have the instrument on, it will start interacting with the weather. And sometimes if there's a, a lightning storm, my instrument will emit a small lightning bolt or a oh, small spark. Meaning what? Probably that scalar energy is the cause of lightning. So my instrument is becoming a miniature force field for a lightning storm. Oh, that's wild. Because like I had knee surgery like 15 years ago. I had uh, major reconstructive knee surgery. We're all good now, but uh, back in the day. And if we get really rough weather, I feel it, man. Yes, it's it's interesting how like those type of things can react with energy in the environment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, you proved it. You're proving scalar energy. <laughs> That's interesting. So where do you see, I guess, the future of scalar energy going? And, and where do you kind of see this whole world going? J- Jeremy, th- this is free energy. Mm-hmm. I'm working with a free energy instrument. I'm working with a miniature star. So if I can tap into star energy, there goes the power crisis. There goes the energy crisis. This is free energy. I want to give to the world free energy. To me, it would seem like you'd kind of have some problems with people attacking you then, Tom. Like that could be a real problem. Like you look at sure. like what happened with Tesla. You know, sure. the guy developed so many things and he he died penniless and the government owned half of his patents and all these different things. Right. And like to right. me, like if you had that level of, of what's happening, I'd be a little afraid, man. Yeah, I have supernatural protection. God protects me. And you're right. Once the word gets out that this is free energy, there will be people that are my friends and people that are my enemies. Let's make no no bones about that. This has been very interesting. And, and the thing that's, that's cool is you're extremely good at explaining this quickly and concisely, which is quite impressive because it's a, a very hard theory to get. So I, I do appreciate that. So for people listening, if they are interested in learning more about this technology, if they think it can help them, like how would they, you know, connect with you on this? Yeah. The best way is my website, scalarlight.com. Now the key is to study and to learn that this is a new dimension. This is not Newtonian physics. And once you realize that there's another science, another explanation for the universe, then you'll open up to this. That's the very quiddity of the matter. 
This is not electricity. This is not electromagnetic in character. This is a new textbook. Very cool. Well, Tom Palladino, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, man. Thank you, Jeremy.